When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Crazy times all across America, the sports world, and across the world in general. We'll discuss with some of our coaches up next on In the Trenches. Let's go In the Trenches with John Jansen. The former Wolverines captain and Michigan Sports Hall of Famer will take you inside the locker room with players and coaches. At the end of the day, uh, it's about our, our health. And I, I, like I told uh, many folks, you know, this is bigger than just basketball. Once again, here's John Jansen. Welcome back to In the Trenches. We've got three of our head coaches, Jawan Howard, the men's basketball coach, Kim Barnes-Arico, the women's basketball coach, and Carol Hutchins, our softball coach. And they're going to talk about their seasons, even though some of them may be uh, abbreviated, but uh, also a look back on the seasons that they did have, as well as what they're doing to help the student-athletes through this situation, how they're dealing it with themselves. But first, let's go to Jawan Howard as he looks back on this basketball season that was, as well as his experience at the Big Ten Tournament. We're joined on the phone by the head coach of Michigan men's basketball, Jawan Howard. And take us back to Thursday morning, if you could, coach. From the time you and your ball club left the hotel in Indianapolis until the time you got back, I'm sure it was surreal. Can you give us kind of a synopsis from your perspective? Well, I mean, it was, uh, you know, we were waiting to play. We were preparing to play and I'll get to the, uh, to the arena and um, players went out there and got warmed up and, and then all of a sudden I saw that the guys were, uh, were walking back in. They told us they got pulled off the court. So uh, we had to respect the decision out of the leadership and, uh, and I understood, you know, the big picture and after that, you know, that now we're here uh, where we are right now, uh, just learning more and more information as time goes. I'm always blown away by how athletes are able to block out the noise. And it's one thing to do it in the realm of just basketball, but this was something different. How, how did your team stay away from that and, and block that out to get ready for a game that I know you guys desperately wanted to play and desperately wanted to win? Uh, our guys are basically just uh, – they wasn't all glued to the TV, checking to see what's happening on CNN. 
that uh, they were more locked in on the opponent and looking forward to the uh, the Big Ten tournament. Uh, our goal was to focus in on, and then more important, not just our goal, but our, our approach was to focus in on just one game at a time. And uh, at that moment, uh, we were more focused in on our opponent, uh, seeing how you know everything develops from there. That being said, of course, shortly thereafter, the Big Ten tournament canceled and the NCAA tournament canceled. How'd your team react to, to what had to have been a, a really a devastating dose of news? Well, it was, it was very disappointing. You know, you're talking about you know, young adults who love the game of basketball. Uh, many of them have worked extremely hard. Uh, all of them, not many, all have worked extremely hard at this moment right here. And it comes to the line to react and end the way it did abruptly, uh, you know, it was disappointing. You know, there were some uh, emotional guys in the locker room. More for, you know, a guy like John and Xavier as a senior year uh, have the end like this. Uh, you know, there were guys that felt really bad for them, which is understandable because, uh, you know, I was, I felt bad for them as well because seniors now getting, uh, not getting the opportunity to uh, go out to a you know, team they last year, uh, see where they last game end for that big fan tournament. No one knows. But, hey, at the end of the day, uh, it's about our, our health. And, and I, I, like I told uh, many folks, you know, this is bigger than just basketball. No doubt about that. Head coach Juwan Howard joining us. Uh, you mentioned the two seniors, Xavier Simpson and John Teske. Uh, first for Xavier, I want to give you an opportunity to, to talk about what he has meant to this program for four years, to you for this one season as the head coach, and for the three previous seasons, you following this program. Well, he's been great. You know, he's been a great example. Uh, you know, he's represented the Michigan Block M, uh, like how you know it should be worn. Uh, everyone uh, see how hard he's worked on the court, uh, seen his passion uh, for all the years, uh, wearing the Michigan jersey, He's loved by his teammates, loved by his coaches. His work ethic is like no other. One of the best you know, hard, hard work that I've ever seen. Um, uh, now I get a chance to coach him. You know, he's been you know, a great guy to coach this year. Um, I think you know all his teammates are going to miss him. I know I'm going to miss him tremendously. He made my job a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. He was uh, like a fourth assistant on this ball club. Uh, now for John Teske, a guy who, you know, Terry Mills has talked about it on our broadcasts over the years. He has developed as much, if not more, than, than any big man he's seen come through this program from start to finish. What will you and what will this team remember most about Big Sleep? Well, uh, John is a high character guy that every guy in the locker room loves him. Uh, fun guy, funny. Um, and, yes, you're right. You know, he has developed year after year. Um, He's another one has done an amazing job of representing the University of Michigan, wearing that jersey, being proud to wear the jersey. Um, he's, he's a great example for guys like Colin Castleton, uh, sitting there watching John work in practice and how he's been able to take Colin under his wing and just help him, and many others as well. Uh, you know, he's exactly what you want from a captain and from a senior, being a, being a guy that's all in and just serving and helping his teammates. Head coach Juwan Howard joining us. Uh, give me the, the perspective on a whole. What will you remember most about this 2019-2020 Michigan men's basketball team? Uh, the players. 
you know, each and every guy uh, playing for one another, uh, enjoying each other's success, uh, being all in, uh, loving to come to practice every day, knowing I'm going to work with a great group of guys, just uh, passionate about playing the game of basketball, wanting to learn more, wanting to know more, uh, open to learning, accept uh, learning very well, uh, and then a group that loves Michigan. You know, each and every one of them want to be a part of you know, the University of Michigan, block them, and they proved that by the way how they represented the university. That's what I remember the most about this team. Obviously, a, a lot of great memories. When you look back, what, what stands out? What are some of the wins that you remember most fondly from this season? All of them. <laughs> no, all 19. So it's not just one in particular, all of them. We now have to interact, communicate, work. A lot has changed since the team found out in Indianapolis that the Big Ten tournament would be canceled. So have you kind of figured out how you're going to handle these next few weeks, knowing that you know the offseason got unexpectedly a bit longer? No, I haven't figured it out. Uh, still taking day by day and uh, you know, regrouping. Uh, but, you know, there's uh, a lot of work to be done. So. And I've been you know, slowly uh, getting into preparing for this uh, off season, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm hit by it as well, just like the players. It's still devastating. It's still fresh news for me. It's still disappointing that you know our season ended like this. So uh, I haven't you know gone too far into looking to next year. Something that, that you've tried to, to to preach is learning from experiences, turning negatives into positives. How can this be something that allows your young men not just to grow as players, but to grow as as individuals in such a unique circumstance? Well, adversity, you know, it teaches us all a lesson. Uh, it helps us all grow. So uh, this is a great learning tool for us all. You know, not just our players, but just general life. It's a life lesson. So. Um, I always live by a model of embracing suck. This is definitely one of them. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about that. Before I let you go, Coach, a lot of people are going to be, you know, in their house, in their apartment. Give me some movie recommendations. If Juwan Howard could pick out a couple movies, what would he recommend to the Michigan family? Man, I don't know. Uh, Netflix is a good, you know, it's, I, I know Netflix is uh, very popular, you know, I've, uh, there's many movies on Netflix. I haven't gotten a chance to uh, get into it like that. You know, I, I've been busy you know, watching a lot of film, watching a lot of basketball. So uh, I'm truly going to get into my Netflix. So I, I don't really have anything to pick for anyone at this moment. Sorry. Okay. No, that, that's just fine. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time all season long. Uh, continued success, and uh, we look forward to being back at the Blue Leprechaun next season and uh, back at Chrysler Center, too. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Appreciate all the support out there. The Michigan fans, uh, they've been great all year, man. And uh, Unfortunately, we all have experiences, but at the end of the day, I know we have some of the best fans. The great students, you know, May's Rage has been awesome this year, supporting the team. The players appreciate it. I know all the staff do, too. So, uh, And then, not only that, like, our managers, man. Our managers are some of the best in college basketball. Great kids, hard workers, they grinders. They're all in. They, they, they do whatever they can to help the help the players, help the staff. Uh, they sacrifice the time with their academics and also being available for practices and games. We just have a, a beautiful Michigan family that's always been there helping throughout the season. And I'm just so grateful to have a great group 
players to coach, a wonderful staff to, to uh, help help me and help serve the players and also the managers, like I stated before, and the, the Michigan family, you know. So I'm just forever grateful. And at the end of the day, I just wish everyone the best help. I will always keep everyone in my prayers. And I mean that. And I'll just say it just to say it. And uh, at last, I will leave this by saying go blue. Well said, Coach. We appreciate the time. No problem. Thanks, Pat. We are joined by the head coach of Michigan women's basketball. And, and Coach, first things first, how did you and how did your team find out that there would be no NCAA tournament this season, that your season was indeed over? Uh, I believe, I mean, this has been the longest week ever, so trying to figure yeah. out uh, which day is which, um, it all seems it, it's been a really long week, yet it's been so, everything has been happening so quickly. Um, I, I believe we were at practice on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday was the first day. We were at practice on Wednesday when we found out at the end of practice that school is going to be canceled Thursday and Friday. And then at practice Thursday, we found out that um, the NCAA tournament was was canceled. Um, So, yeah, it was a tough, it's been a tough few days. And even today, you know, the selection show is tonight and it's kind of a day that you circle on your calendar as a coach and as a basketball player. Um, at the beginning of every season, and it's such a a great day in our lives and one of the days we really look forward to. So it'll be tough tonight watching, you know, Frozen 2 like I did last night or some other Disney feature um, (laughs) with the family instead of watching the selection show. But even on our Facebook feed, you know, the the past selection shows come out tonight. Um, You know, so it's it's a tough day and it's a tough night, but Obviously, you know, everyone is trying to do their part um, to help our, our country get through this tough time. Yeah, no doubt about that. How did your players take it, especially your two seniors, Kayla Robbins and Ken Ray Johnson? Yeah, it, it, it was really tough, and it was tough for everyone. And I think it was important. I, I don't think everyone really understood at first. So we spent a lot of time talking as a team what was really going on and how every person felt and Thursday, we always do something at at a circle to start the day, and Thursday is usually Thankful Thursday, Um, and one person speaks about somebody else in our in our circle. But this Thursday, we went around, and every person, you know, had an opportunity to speak about someone else, and it was really um, a a nice moment we had. And then we kind of brought the staff out to explain to them what really flattening the curve meant, and kind of showing them you know, what could happen if we didn't do something and, and what we needed to do um, individually and collectively to help uh, with the coronavirus. So once we showed the team that and we really discussed it and talked about it, I think everyone had a greater understanding and everyone had an, an understanding of obviously we're all devastated and this is really tough to handle, but we have a responsibility that's greater than basketball. Uh, good for you and good for the team to, to put it all into perspective. With Kim Barnes-Rico of Michigan Women's Basketball here on Inside Michigan Basketball, let's talk about some good. And you and your team certainly experienced plenty of that this season, 21-11 and 11 overall. Broad strokes, what will you remember most about this team when you think back 5, 10, 20 years from now? Uh, this is really a special group, and I had an opportunity in the last few days to kind of connect with 
we had a team meeting and then they've all been moving out. So we've been trying to, you know, just connect uh, for a few minutes individually before everybody leaves. Because usually when the season ends, you know, you have time to spend with each player and, you know, you have time to make your development plan and go through the prior year and talk about the, the great things that happen and the things we need to work on and really spend some time talking about the season. But we didn't have a time time to do that this year, which is kind of tough. But just even me and, and talking to some of the players, you know, we had a bunch of different things happen through the course of the season and a lot of adversity through the course of the, the year. With You know, we lost our number one fan in Chuck early on. Um, passing away from cancer, which really hit home with our team. And from there, it was just kind of one thing after another with Kayla going down with an ACL tear early in the Big Ten schedule and, you know, Danielle with her broken hand and just uh, just a number of things um, that had transpired through the course of the year. And not once did our kids, you know, hang their head or say, you know, why me, why us, you know, that what this isn't fair. Um, they just continued to be resilient and plug, plug along and continue to come to practice and work extremely hard each and every single day. And just an incredible group to be around, always positive, no energy takers. And just the culture was just incredible through it all. And I will miss that. I mean, I'll miss their smiling faces, the energy that they brought to every day and how hard they worked. Um, just a special group. Uh, to be around and and that's probably one of the things that's going to stand out the most i'm just really going to miss that the way we connected and and finished down the stretch at the at the big 10 tournament we were playing some of our best basketball heading into the ncaa tournament and we were reaching all our goals and it would have been great to see where the um, ncaa would have put us and and what kind of seed we would have gotten because we had more uh, signature wins than we have had in the past and you know we had a great one to finish the year um, beating Northwestern when we were finally had Nas back and everybody healthy so just felt like we were you know starting to gain some momentum and um, towards March and we're really in a good position to watch the improvement of somebody like Maddie Nolan who at the beginning of the year was told she probably would never play basketball again at this level and then to watch her go on and have the incredible Big Ten tournament back in her home state, back in back in Indy in front of her whole entire high school is just another highlight that really stood out. You know, to watch the season that Ken Ray and Kayla had as seniors, just truly incredible. Um, just so many things through the course of the year that make um, being the, the women's basketball coach at the University of Michigan so special. Yeah, it was a special season. Talked about that that twenty one and eleven season, and, and you know so many big wins. The overtime win over Syracuse. The game was on ESPN, uh, and you guys got that win in overtime. The sweep of Michigan State, and it culminates with an outstanding victory over Northwestern in the Big Ten tournament. After you guys were so close to knocking them off the first time, uh, just. Tell me about all these marquee wins. I mean, you talk about program-building victories, and, I mean, your team had several of them this season. Definitely. I think, you know, this season we were on TV more than we have ever been in the past, and I think that also shows the tremendous growth and consistency of our program year in and year out, you know, being over that 20-win mark, being a being a top team in our league, going to the semi semifinals of the, the Big Ten, and, 
really playing in that semifinal game down to the wire um, the last two years. But just, you know, starting with the Syracuse game, but the sweep of Michigan State, and we, we talked about that on the show a little bit. Yeah. I think, you know, that's something that, you know, Michigan women's basketball probably hasn't said they've done much of over the course of the program's history. Um, the, it's the fourth sweep in program history. So that's an incredible, incredible feat. And that's, you know, the, uh, the biggest rivalry I know in college athletics. So um, we were a part of being on the positive side of that. And we take a tremendous amount of pride um, in that sweep and a tremendous amount of pride of representing our university and representing the state of Michigan. So that was tremendous. But Iowa, who was, you know, at the time, I don't know if they had lost a game in the league, you know, when we when we beat them. They had one loss in league, and they were on a nine-game win streak. Um, so, you know, they come to our place, and that's the second year in a row we were able to get them in, in a position where they were a top-ten team or top-ten RPI team in the country. So having those great wins. And Northwestern, I mean, we lost to them twice. And the second time we had them at home, and Nas got injured in the first quarter of that game. And we knew that if we got them on a neutral court, we felt pretty good about that. So um, we had a, a lot of great wins. And even, you know, coming back and having the opportunity to play Nebraska in the first round of the Big Ten tournament after going there and losing a tough one in the game where we lost Kayla. So just the kind of, you know, to be able to go back and get those games again, you know, when we were shorthanded and different things had happened to us to have the opportunity to to get those teams again um, later in the season was great. But I also think the improvement and the growth of our league this season was truly incredible. I mean, the Big Ten finished as a number two RPI team, number two RPI conference in the country. And I think each coach in our league really made a commitment to making our league better. And obviously that's through recruiting, that's through coaching, um, but also that was through scheduling. And every coach went out and really challenged their teams and challenged themselves with making a tougher schedule and improving our league. And this year um, we definitely did that. And that's why I would have been interested to see, you know, with the selection show where we would have been because I think, you know, we, we did that and we were proven that we could beat really top teams. And we also had one of the best players in the country in Nas Hillman as a sophomore leading our team. Yeah, you mentioned Charlie Cream of ESPN's Bracketology. The last one he put out, he had the Big Ten with eight. No other conference with more than that. Uh, they were leading the way, and, and it was certainly understanding. Uh, a couple more w- questions with Kim Barnes-Rico of Michigan Women's Basketball. You mentioned Nas Hillman. Uh, we all knew coming into the season she was going to be a focal point, but how did she exceed maybe even your expectations for what she brought in her sophomore season? Yeah, I mean, last year she had a tremendous freshman year, but she was kind of a little bit under the radar. And We had a 2,000-point scorer, almost a 1,000-rebound kid, and Hallie Thome, you know. So there were, was really no pressure on Nas, and no one really knew who she was. So she did have a tremendous freshman year, but now coming into sophomore year, that's why you hear so many times about that sophomore slump. Okay, now you're not under the radar anymore. People know who you are. And not in, not in Nas's case, people not only knew who she was, but she was circled at the top of everyone's scouting report, a highlight, a double team, a major concern. This is what you have to do to stop Michigan. If you stop Nas Hillman, you're going to stop Michigan. Well, she faced that every single night and still came out and performed. 
And when we talk about performing, I mean, if we go through the Big Ten, I, I don't have the stats, and I could be totally making up numbers, Brian. But with take her, take her injury games out of that mix, I bet in the Big Ten she averaged over 20 points a game, and that's pretty incredible. Um, and and people knew who she was. She was playing against the best um, in the country, and she was able to do that night in and night out. And uh, just incredible, special player. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I don't think you made it up at all. Uh, last question for you, Coach. How do you turn this into a positive? How do you get this team ready to go? And, and have you kind of mapped out what the game plan is with an earlier start to the off season than you would have expected? Well, definitely no map yet um, because the the word of the week seems to be fluid. But sure. since everything is a fluid fluid right now, um, I I haven't really been able to digest our season and figure out moving forward what it's going to look like. Um, but I will, with the, the opportunity to have some, you know, quiet time, some um, social distancing time, I'm going to have some time to really focus on, on a plan for our team and, and evaluate the past season and then think about how we're going to attack things moving forward. But no one really knows what that looks like as of now. So I think really right now, you know, obviously we've had a chance to do a lot of reading in the last couple of days and, and just kind of learning as much as I can about, you know, the coronavirus and that kind of the pandemic and what is going on and, and, and actually owning um, some responsibility to how we have to handle this moving forward. And that's kind of what we talk to our team about and our players about. And, you know, when we, when we say it's more than just basketball, well, we have some responsibility right now as citizens of the United States of America to take action and, and, and to follow, you know, what, you know, what we've been told to do and to really follow these restrictions and to really own our part in this, because this is our country and, and, you know, we're proud Americans, but we have some responsibility in all of this. So I I think we've learned from this and I think it's been a reminder that, Hey, you know, things can change in an instant and this week things are changing um, so quickly for all of us, you know, be appreciative and grateful for what you have. Um, have an opportunity to love your family and to spend some time with your family and just go back to, you know, playing some board games, spending some time together, watching some movies together and doing the things that in the course of a basketball season, you really don't have the opportunity to do that often. Um, I think for most of us, it's going to be a challenge because we are to, to be here and to be successful at this level. You know, I'm surrounded by driven um, people every single day, people that aren't used to really sitting still and, and um, doing those things we talked about, but are used to being on the move and trying to become better basketball players. So it kind of has, has forced, forced us to take a deep breath and, you know, reevaluate really what's important and, and try to, um, you know, help where we can help and enjoy your family when you can enjoy your family. But let's worry about our country and one thing at a time. Well said. Head coach Kim Barnes-Rico of Michigan Women's Basketball, thanks for joining us throughout the season. Thanks, Coach. Thanks so much, Brian. Uh, it's been great all year working with you, and I'm, I'm going to miss it. I'm sad it's come to an end, but, um, you know, hopefully we're back together again soon. Go Blue!
Let's go to the spring sports side of things. The spring sports athletes are the ones that are affected the most in terms of games played. We bring in softball head coach Carol Hutchins. And uh, Hutch, such a whirlwind. I really appreciate you joining us here. Well, thanks for having me. I'm happy to uh, get a chance to chat with our fans. It's been quite a whirlwind. Tell us, how did you find out about the cancellations during really that waterfall of information last week? Well, we've been having um, several teleconferences uh, with Ward Manuel, who uh, I thought did a great job of just keeping us in the loop. And without a whole lot developing, we had, of course, first learned that there would be no fans. And then uh, as it moved along... um, by Thursday morning, I had seen that the Ivy League had canceled, and I have two um, very close colleagues in the Ivy League, Jenny Allard, who's the head coach at Harvard and is uh, one of our alums, and Jen Teague at Cornell, who was, was on our championship staff. And I called both of them just to, you know, offer my support, and uh, once I hung up, I was certain that we were just moments away from going through this based on um, the information that they knew, the Harvard epidemiologist, um, very involved in in understanding the coronavirus and knowing that we could not have these large crowds. And, of course, uh, the Big Ten basketball tournament being canceled by noon. Uh, we had had another call with Ward in the morning on Thursday morning, and I got called out of practice at 2.30 for a 3 o'clock phone call and I was quite certain what it was going to be about so uh, and I was semi-prepared although I can tell you that um, when I had to go back out to tell my team there's there's no preparing for that. No, if you don't mind Hutch tell us about what that interaction was like with your team and, and how much has the recent news about you know an extra year of eligibility kind of helped not all the way because I know your team wanted to play now but but at least helped a little bit. Well, uh, I uh, when I came back out, practice was in, in full force, and I actually sat in the stands and watched my assistant run the practice for a bit. I let it go on. They were playing well. They were having fun. It was a beautiful day, and I unfortunately, I knew it was their last day. So I, I let the practice go for about 20 minutes. And joined them for the last goal, and then I just called them into our dugout, which is our space, and that's our place. I uh, presented the bad news, and uh, the emotions were uh, – everybody handled emotions differently, but it was definitely a sad scene, and it was all I could do to get through it without being, being able to tell them um, because it's the saddest day of my coaching career. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and there's news of – there's you know, we don't know how the extra year of eligibility is going to pan out. There's a lot of – uh, moving parts to that with what are the scholarship limits and how does that affect people that have signed with us and uh, you know there so I don't feel as comforted as some because we don't know how this can play out. I I understand their intent. I would like them to hammer out the details before they get people's hopes up or give kids another thing to worry about. Um, all I know is obviously the NCAA's job is to take care of the student athlete as is Michigan's. But um, we we need to know how this affects um, a lot of bigger pictures. So at this point, no decisions, and you can't make decisions in an environment that is as fluid as it has been. Because I have never seen anything move 
by the time we make one policy, we've already changed it to make another one. So we've all got to just um, do the one thing that none of us are very good at, which is sit back, let things play out, and understand we don't control this, but we have to abide by the rules that come down. Carol Hutchins, Michigan softball head coach, joining us here on Inside Michigan Basketball. Uh, Whether it's on the field or off, I know you're so key on trying to turn things into positives or into learning experiences. How can this be that for your team? Well, you know, you think about uh, anybody uh, who's who's dealt a a tough blow, a tough card, whether uh, somebody finds out they have cancer or somebody finds out uh, they have lost a loved one. You have really only one choice to make, which is, you know, to be strong and to face face what you're, you're dealt. Um, everybody is strong enough to deal with this. And my message to my team was how well-equipped they actually are as they've all faced adversity and they have all fallen down. And your only judge in life is whether you get back up. And we will get back up from this. I, I believe that the, one of the small messages out there is that we're just a small piece of the universe, athletics. And their experience to get to be a college athlete, which they should never take for granted, uh, nor should I, is uh, is so much smaller than the picture that we're now looking at, which is saving the world from going down a horrible path. And and our our small part in it is to vacate our season to do what's right and and help make the world safe. And uh, I thought my assistant coach put it best, Bonnie Thole, who made a. a a comment regarding how this is our seniors' greatest sacrifice because they sacrifice their season for the greater good. And we always talk about it, Michigan, this is all about the team. This is about the greater good. And um, the lessons they draw on it will be this has been a really, it's been a blow. It's a hardship. We're very sad by it, but there's such big, bigger pictures always and perspective is everything. So yeah. I've just tried to remain uh, calm in the face of panic try to get our kids to quit getting involved in the rumor mill. They keep telling me, well, I hear this, we hear this. And, you know, don't hear things. Go to the CDC website, watch the news, pay attention to details, and and don't uh, promote those kind of details and rumors because it only causes panic and anxiety. We have enough of it. Before we let you go, the the plan was to have you out at Blue Leprechaun uh, to talk about the Michigan Softball Academy. Obviously, everyone's having to uh, kind of redo things or reschedule along those lines. I, I just want to give you a platform to talk about what that academy stands for. Y- you and your staff and, and your players in this program have raised over a million dollars over the years uh, to support the fight against breast cancer. just want to give you that opportunity, even though, as we know, we're all going to have to get creative with this stuff. Well, you know, and getting creative is um, is a new challenge. And uh, I just had an opportunity to speak in a conference call with our many of our team captains, and of course, our wonderful committee, our executive committee. And uh, our message is: we understand the tough times that all people are in, but we all need something to um, keep us pointed towards the sun. And uh, I am committed to doing whatever we can to. Uh, create a virtual type of academy. We raise money online. We create our teams to be competitive, to raise funds. We have, of course, a silent auction where we've already secured many fantastic um, auction items. And 
maybe include our team as far as their involvement with with the different teams of the academy and we we feel we can move forward in some sense with a virtual type of academy there's certainly been nothing set in stone we're just brainstorming but breast cancer is still here and it's still real it's been a cause that is is dear to this program and to the community and whether we can obviously we we can't convene in person but we can do some great things and our captains all on board want to see us continue to move forward and, and raise monies for the american cancer society so without any further detail we, we're we're not done yet and we it might be the biggest win and the only win we get the rest of the season but uh michigan softball is still behind the michigan softball academy however it plays out there's funds to be raised and breast cancer is still to be fought and to be conquered msoftballacademy.org for more information or how to get involved. Carol Hutchins, Michigan softball head coach, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your words of wisdom, and uh, stay safe out there. Well, and everybody, regardless of what we hear in the upcoming days, we need to stay calm and take care of each other. So uh, everybody stay healthy and follow those protocols, and uh, I guarantee you we'll one day soon be back at Alumni Field. Can't wait. Thank you, Hutch. Thank you much. I want to thank Jawan Howard, Kim Barnes-Arico, Carol Hutchins for stopping by the Inside Michigan Basketball Radio Show last night. That was obviously the voice of Brian Bush, the host of Inside Michigan Basketball. Uh, moving forward, uh, Brian and I are practicing social distancing, and we will continue to be able to bring you interviews from some of our former players, some current players and coaches. Our schedule is a little bit different. Normally we release every Wednesday, but we're going to try and bring as many episodes to you during this time as we possibly can. If you missed it, go back and listen to Jumbo Elliott. Um, He is the newest member of the College Football Hall of Fame, and he will be, um, uh, he was released last weekend. Obviously, we had our three head coaches today, and on Thursday, we will have the quarterback of the national championship team, and that is Brian Greasy. So stay tuned as we continue to bring you as much as we can from In the Trenches. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of In the Trenches with John Jansen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.